Everybody, welcome to another episode of Impact Theory. Today, we are going to be talking in great granular detail about fulfillment. This is something that I think a lot of people misunderstand. By failing to have it in your life, you are definitely going to suffer. And if you're going through something brutally difficult right now, I can promise you that fulfillment is your way out. So without further ado, let's dive into one of the most important topics we're ever going to talk about. All right, first question. What are some habits that I can easily incorporate into my daily life to accomplish fulfillment? All right, here's the important thing to understand about fulfillment is that it is a process and there is a formula, what I call the fulfillment formula, the aptly named. And the way that it works is this. First, I want you to understand that there are these imperatives in your brain given to you by evolution, and you are going to be emotionally rewarded for doing certain things and emotionally punished for not doing other things. And that's where fulfillment comes in. When you put yourself in an evolutionary context, you're going to understand why the formula is what the formula is. So I'll quickly give you the formula and then explain it in context. So the formula goes like this. You're going to work really hard to gain a set of skills that allow you to serve not only yourself, but other people. Okay. Now, why is that the formula? So first of all, it's very important to understand that growing up on the plains of the Savannah, you would have had to work really hard to stay alive, to feed your family. So you had to face tremendous danger, massive obstacles. And so nature only has two ways to get you moving. And that is pleasure and pain punishment reward. So when it wants behavior, it's going to reward that by making it uh, feel amazing. And if it doesn't want behavior, then it's going to make sure that if you're engaging in it, it sucks. And if it wants you to do something and you don't do it, that will also suck. So this is where uh, pleasure and pain come in and where you have to really understand why this cycle is so deeply embedded in your brain. So because from an evolutionary standpoint, working hard was necessary for survival, then working hard, working hard has to feel good. And conversely, if you're not working hard, then you're going to feel a deep sense of unease. So that's why I say that the first step in the fulfillment formula is that you're going to have to work really hard to gain a set of skills. Now, the reason that you're working hard is because if you don't work hard, even now in a modern context where you can probably get away without putting that much time and effort into something, the reason that fulfillment is going to demand it is because from an evolutionary standpoint, you needed to have that embedded in your brain, the directive to work hard to accomplish these things. So working hard really is its own reward, dad, something that he used to tell me all the time when I was a kid. And he's absolutely right. It is truly ingrained in us, even though we sometimes fight and don't want to do it. And we also have the impulse to chill and lay on the couch. But if you're not working hard, you will feel a deep sense of unease. All right. So we're going to work hard to gain a set of skills. Now, the set of skills is really about serving the group. So we know that humans are a creature that leverages culture. So, so many other animals are hardwired. And so a horse, when it's born 20 minutes later, it's doing all the things that a horse can do, but humans are different than that. So we take this long period of gestation followed by this long infancy. And in all of that, 
we are going through these different phases of development. And around the ages of 11 to 15, you go into this drinking deeply from the culture moment where it's not just about your environment anymore. It's about the actual culture and taking in that information. So you're going to gain a set of skills that matter to you and matter to the group. Okay. And that's the part of culture. So you're working really hard to gain the set of skills that matter to you and the group, something that's exciting to you. You just enjoy doing it. That's very important for fulfillment. And then it allows you to serve not only yourself, but the group. Because we're a social creature, we of course need to be rewarded for doing things for the group. And we're going to be punished for not doing things for the group in our own minds. Okay. That's very important. If you're not contributing to the group, you will have this sense of meaninglessness. And this is where meaning and purpose come in. I'm doing something not just for myself, but for other people. It is ingrained in your mind to do that. Okay. So you get this set of skills. Now, this is where passion comes in. You want to be developing a set of skills that you're deeply passionate about, but understand passion also is a process. So you start with something you find interesting, you engage with it. If the more you engage with it, the more fascinating it becomes, then we're going to go down the process of gaining actual mastery, doing the boring, difficult, repetitive tasks required to truly master that thing in a way that the group values. Now, when you do that, you get into a passion feedback loop, even though it is boring and difficult at times, as you get better at this thing that matters to the group, the group gives you feedback. And that feedback, when it's positive, feels wonderful. Thank you for whatever your contribution is. Oh my gosh, it really matters. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Which makes you want to do more, which you know to get that feedback more, you're going to need to go get better at that thing. And that's how you get people in these virtuous cycles. You're working really hard to gain a set of skills that gets the group excited about your contributions, which make you feel good about yourself, which make you want to get even better at that thing so that you can contribute even more to the group. And that is fulfillment. There's all this meaning and purpose behind it. You're doing it to serve other people. It's bigger than yourself. And now you get the neurochemical cocktail that you've been looking for by doing that formula. That's fulfillment. Fail to optimize for fulfillment at your own peril. All right, next question. Can you shed some light on how to be still in times of chaos and focus on working towards fulfillment? First of all, I want to acknowledge that chaos can be very difficult to deal with, and it requires a lot of emotional management, and you've got to be able to do many things, quite frankly. It is going to be a whole grab bag of tricks, my friends, for you to get through and get on the other side of that chaos. All right, first things first. Meditation is going to be huge, okay? Just at a physiological level, you've got to get that background radiation down to zero. Now, this can be very difficult when you're in the middle of something and you really feel like you're fighting for your life, but you need to make time for that. This is a physiological process. By getting into that calm and creative state, you're going to find answers that you otherwise wouldn't see. So we need to get out of that panic mode and into calm, creative problem solving. Now, remember... Action cures all. So we've got this fulfillment thing that we're chasing. We've got the fulfillment formula. We know exactly what we need to do. We're in the middle of the chaos. And the thing that's going to solve for that, meditation, so we're thinking calmly and clearly, but also having a plan of attack and then going after it. So there's been really cool studies done by Andrew Huberman and other people about how lateral eye movement can actually pull you out of that um, stressed and anxious state because what it's doing is it's mimicking you moving forward. And moving forward on these evolutionary timeframes, 
we've been rewarded for that because it means that you're confronting your problem. You're working hard. You're dealing with the saber-toothed tiger, the warring tribe, the just need to go out and hunt, whatever. You're dealing with it. And since nature only has pleasure and pain, if you're dealing with it, nature's going to make sure to give you some pleasure on that. And conversely, if you're trying to hide from it, that's not going to feel great. And you're going to really spiral. It is crazy to me how taking action and getting into problem-solving mode immediately shifts me out of anxiety. It is absolutely profound. So that's going to be a big part of this. And when you're doing that in the context of the fulfillment formula, now you know that this is going to be something you're working really hard to gain that set of skills that serve not only yourself, but other people. So you're thinking about other people. You're thinking about service. And that has a way of really helping you get through the chaos because it's giving you the emotional energy to have the stamina to fight through to get to the other side. And as I think it was Churchill that said, if you're going through hell, keep going. But keep going armed with meaning and purpose around how you're contributing to the group, around getting these skills, around being in problem-solving mode, and around taking action. Because that is going to be the thing that cures all. And then don't forget, sleep hygiene, very important. Meditation, important. Keep your diet right. Don't tell yourself a negative story. Don't allow yourself to loop and defeat. Find people that can elevate you. Find people that will, in a very real skills-based way, help you see the path forward and help you hold on to the only belief that matters, that you can figure this out. What are some action steps I can take right away to train my mind to not go after easy pleasures and happiness and instead seek the gratification that comes from fulfillment? All right. The great news is all you have to do is recognize the truth of the human condition. And the truth of the human condition is that chasing momentary happiness won't fulfill you. That's literally what I wanted to say. And I'm not, because we're talking about fulfillment, I won't use a a just recursive loop, but that really is true. All of that stuff is so transient. What makes fulfillment interesting is that it is this far more stabilizing neurochemical state. If you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start, run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all US e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So your brain is constantly checking in with you, making sure on a subconscious level that you're doing the things that you need to do to be of service to the group, to be of service to yourself, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your family and your loved ones and your tribe, okay? So there's this subconscious record keeping going on and that's exactly what's happening. That's why you you sometimes will feel the unease in your body before consciously you know what's going on and you feel it, ah, there's something off. You need to take the time to identify what it is to be able to articulate it in a single nice crispy sentence so you can figure out exactly what it is that you need to do to move forward. Okay, now once you understand that that is just the nature of the game, that going after these momentary things will be exactly that. It's gonna be momentary. It's gonna fade. You're gonna have a sense of unease. You're not going to be in the shape that you want emotionally. Once I know, oh, going down that road is not going to leave me in the emotional state that I wanna be in, then it's very easy to go, well, this one might be a little bit more difficult. It might take more sustained effort, but it yields these tremendous results. So the example that I always give is um, eating junk food. I love junk food. And I truly love it, by the way. It is. It gives me a drug-like high. It is so fun to eat sugary foods. The problem is that, especially as I get older, it hurts, literally, after the fact. My joints will hurt. Uh, I won't sleep as well. I wake up the next day, and it's just like I have like a slight hangover. That's literally what it feels like. And because I know that that's the outcome, It's like, well, on the times where I don't mind and it's like, well, I'm going to, you know, enjoy this drug-like thing for a minute. I'll sort of walk a fine line, have some fun here, suffer a little tomorrow. But on balance, maybe I come out a little bit ahead on the happiness. But if I try to do it two days in a row, forget it. Three days in a row, it really starts to be like a real problem. So even over the holidays now, um, when I let myself off of, you know, the hook with all of my normal disciplines and all of that, Even then now, I keep myself in check just because I don't like the way that it feels. So once you understand, oh, I can do this thing over here and feel really good, or I can do this thing over here, it's very momentary, it's very transient, it doesn't last, I kind of, you know, I'm not where I want to be, and I begin to ask myself questions like, what am I doing with my life? So just knowing that to me, fulfillment is much longer in duration, it's much more resilient. I can be fulfilled even when things are hard, even when things aren't going my way, even when it's difficult. In fact, the fulfillment I get from contributing to the group is the very thing that inoculates me from the hard times being able to knock me all the way down. Because on those moments where you're just beleaguered and you're getting it from all sides and it just seems like everything is crashing on you at once, in those moments, you're gonna cling to what you're doing to help other people. And nature will ensure that that is going to make you feel way, way better. All right. How do you become fulfillment-driven versus achievement-driven when everywhere around you see people and society running for the latter? 
Okay. One, I want to acknowledge the power of success. Success is amazing. And winning at the game in a way that's recognized by your peers is always going to feel good. So understand that you don't have to be, you know, Mother Teresa in order to um, be worthwhile and to love yourself. It's okay to want some success. And honestly, if we really look at Mother Teresa, I'm betting that to her it really mattered to succeed in a way that was deeply meaningful. And she certainly seemed to be trying to reach as many people as humanly possible. And so if we can look at someone like that and say, well, that was a worthwhile endeavor, then what we're really saying is as long as the way in which you're contributing is meaningful, then that's like the double whammy of you should absolutely feel good about that. So we've got two things. One, it's okay to want to be successful. I want to be successful, even more successful than I've been. I want to scale and touch just an untold number of lives. And I don't feel badly about that. I love that. It makes me want to go out and help more people. Now, I don't think that everybody should pursue scale in the way that I pursue scale. It certainly has its own complications. But if you know that about yourself and you want to play on that level and you're willing to pursue it, knowing you may never get there, right? I may never get where I want to go. But I love striving to play at that scale. So when you are looking at it from that perspective, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It becomes toxic when you're aiming yourself at something that isn't helping you or it's only helping you and it isn't helping other people. And that, again, just going back to this idea of you're a social creature with evolutionary imperatives to help contribute to the group. And when you're not doing that, you will automatically feel a sense of unease, that there's something missing. So I say do both. Very cool to pursue like the the big grand rewards, whatever it is that you want, but make sure that you're doing that in the context of something that serves other people as well. If you're doing that and trying to pursue fulfillment at the, the grandest level that makes sense for you and your personality, I say go for it. So you don't need to artificially downplay yourself or try to be small, like go crazy, be bombastic, be big, do your thing, go as hard as you want. Just make sure that it's in service of something that is honorable. That's it. All right, what are ways I can recognize when I am fulfilled, especially when I am still in the middle of my journey? All right, so one, This is about taking time to catalog the things that we're grateful for. Just really stopping to either journal or think through what is it that I'm doing? What's my goal? How am I attempting to contribute to the group? Am I actually contributing to the group? And then you can use David Goggins' idea of the cookie jar where it's like you remember the times where you meaningfully impacted somebody, you did something, you got amazing feedback, it really helped somebody out, it was aligned with you know what your goal is, then those are the things that you put into that memory bank. And you pull on those when things are getting hard and you remember, yo, I did this thing. I can do more things. I can push harder, go farther, help more people, whatever the case may be. And so... As you think about that and you recognize you're not where you want to be yet, but you're focusing on the ways in which you've already contributed, that's going to give you the energy that you need to keep pushing through. And ultimately, 
you have to be honest with yourself about whether or not you are fulfilled at this moment because it isn't something that you're going to be able to talk yourself into because maybe you're not. Maybe you're not feeling your contributions. Maybe you're not doing things in a way that's joyful. I talk about goals need to be two things, exciting and honorable. Okay, so if honorable is that it helps not only yourself, but other people, don't forget about the exciting part. You've got to be just amped up. You got to be doing something that you want to do. For instance, is it possible that I could help more people by doing something other than building impact theory? It's entirely possible. But impact theory is what I love doing on a daily basis. I love doing content like this. I love the people that I get to meet, the people that I get to interview. I love the idea of building um, film and TV and NFTs. Like all of that stuff for me is absolutely thrilling. I love it. Maybe I shouldn't, but I love it. And because it's so exciting for me, I have handcrafted my life to make the biggest contribution to the tribe, if you will, that I can, but doing things that I love and want to be the best in the world at. So if you're not doing that, then all of this might feel empty, or you might be serving the group in a way that's sort of by rote instead of, and this is a great example. I'm almost certain this was Toyota. So Toyota was trying to encourage their employees to do um, charity work. And they found that people were going to uh, soup kitchens and helping feed the homeless and was nice, but the people at Toyota felt like they weren't really leveraging their unique skill set. And this is why I say fulfillment is about working really hard on a set of skills that matter to you and allow you to serve the group. So you go down this, that passion loop of getting, gaining true mastery of something that gets you positive feedback. So what Toyota's employees ended up doing was going and making the um, soup kitchen more efficient so that they could feed more hungry people faster. And that made them feel extraordinarily good. So figuring out why it is exactly that it's coming up for you that you might not be feeling fulfilled. So one, you might not be doing the right things. So making sure that you're following the fulfillment formula. And then two, making sure that you have that meaning and purpose. You know why you're doing what you're doing. You feel connected to the people that you're serving. It's a big deal at Impact Theory. Every team meeting, we go through and read something that somebody from the community has written explaining how Impact Theory has touched their lives. It's incredibly important to us to reground ourselves around the people that we're actually serving. So that can be an important thing to just take that time. What are you doing that is helping, that's moving the needle? You know, circle around it write it down, like really focus on that thing and internalize it. And that should help. All right, everybody. Fulfillment is one of the most important things. I'm telling you the punchline of life, the very thing that you were trying to optimize for is very simply fulfillment done in a joyful manner, fulfillment and joy, fulfillment and joy. That really is the key. It isn't the grand success. So there's nothing wrong with chasing that. It, it isn't accolades. It isn't money. It isn't fame. It's none of those things. It is truly working really hard to gain a set of skills that, that you care about, that allow you to serve not only yourself, but other people towards an end that excites you. And that's it. All right, guys, I hope that you put this stuff to use in your life. I hope that you start living by the fulfillment formula, and I hope that it serves you as well as it has served me. All right, guys, speaking of things that will serve you well, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. 
And my friends, if you don't have an Impact Theory Founders Key, you're going to want to get one. Go to founderskey.io to learn more about NFTs and what we're doing in the space and how you can be a part of it. I think Web3 is going to be life-changing for a lot of people. Make sure that you are learning about it. It doesn't have to be our project. Just make sure you learn about Web3. All right, guys. Until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Peace.